Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Good evening. I'm Alpha. We can be as badass as we want. We now live in a nation where doctors destroy health, lawyers destroy justice, universities destroy knowledge, governments destroy freedom, the press destroys information, religion destroys morals. Our banks destroy the economy. The inability to defend on all of these fronts, be it voter suppression, and you can go down the line. You can go down the line. Good evening. I'm Alpha. This is the Alpha Show. Now, the master of common sense, take no prisoners in politics and game making. The man from Chicago who's got their numbers. This is Advanced Urban Political Talk Radio with Alpha. Good evening, and welcome to another episode of the Alpha Show. Here at TruthWorks Network, where the truth must be spoken more than once. Good people, justice is coming. And I dare say this week has been just the tip of the iceberg. The... I would say the work of the intelligence community, the FBI, are beginning to come to fruition. Not like it's not like the FBI is some bastion of fairness and progressive liberalism. The FBI is still what they've always been right of center and leaning in the opposite direction of the American people. We've got Rudy Giuliani, Matt Getz. I don't know who's dumber. I have to say Giuliani because he's older. And he should know better. He should absolutely know better. 
Not only was he warned that he was the subject of a Russian plot of misinformation, he should have known that the intelligence community was basically listening in to everything that he was doing. And with the Ukraine um, business, you can't help but call that business because um, they're trying to get dirt on the Bidens. And to show you how nefarious they are, what does Hunter Biden have to do with the credibility of Sleepy Joe? Yeah, I call him Sleepy Joe because that's exactly what Trump has called him. And... When you get right down to it, Sleepy Joe is getting the best of him. Sleepy Joe is getting the best of him, and he's walking the other way. Because according to Sleepy Joe, according to Sleepy Joe, he's not leading this charge with the Justice Department. The Justice Department is doing this on their own. And the intelligence community of the Ukraine government was also working with our intelligence. And they were basically passing on everything Rudy Giuliani was doing. So Joe Biden had nothing to do with any of it. And it seems like Rudy Giuliani figured he would get a pardon from Donald Trump. Now, they talk about pocket pocket pardons. It's been my understanding that pardons must be public. You can't have secret parties. And I would just hope that someone would clear that up for me. All I see Miss Janice Graham is in the chat room along with Michelle, Michelle Odom. And I'm glad to see you. But um, 
hopefully someone can clear up this pocket party mess because I don't think Donald Trump gives one damn of an iota about whether or not Rudy gets caught up. It's, um, if you want a wish list, a political wish list, then this is where you are. We have um, a great deal to cover. Joe Manchin is against D.C. statehood. He's against statehood for Puerto Rico. It's gotten to a point where we have no other alternative. Nothing, nothing will happen. Nothing will get through. Joe Manchin will allow Mitch McConnell the right to veto the progressive agenda for the next two years. And the Democratic Party must allow him to know that there is going to be a price to be paid. His his, um, constituents are all for the changes, the agenda of the Biden administration. So we have to allow that to sit and settle. And as these investigations go on and move forward, we have news just in that Republican lawmakers charged by helping the far-right activists Breach the Capitol in Oregon. And the eight that are arrested for the covert plot to kidnap and kill the governor of Michigan. With the added charges this week, all eight are looking at life in prison. Now, for life in prison, someone is about to sing, and they're about to sing loud and clear. 
Because if you are willing to go to jail for a liar, grifted, like Donald Trump, you deserve to be there. You deserve to be sitting in a jail cell for the rest of your life. And these right-wing zealots who are, mind you, infiltrated throughout the courthouses as prosecutors and judges, the police departments, the officers, And the political houses, you will find them everywhere. And it's, it's way beyond time to stop with the, my fellow Americans talk. These are the terrorists. And they should be considered the enemy. What's his headline? More than 90 people found in Houston home in suspected smuggling case. No, that was just one big party they were having, and it spilled over into the next day and the next day and the next day and the next day. But um, these headlines, as they read, basically come back, come down to one thing. All of this should go back to 2016. investigating what happened. The collusion has been established with Manafort giving the data to Kolomchek, is that his name? the um, former KGB agent and I guess he still is a KGB agent but um, all of this he's my friend they're my colleagues my good friends on the other side of the aisle I wonder if the Democrats understand that the Republicans could have stopped this mess of this pandemic simply by voting against Donald Trump 
in the impeachment part of his first impeachment. Don't vote no and then come out and explain why he's guilty, which many of them did. So we got to begin to push, push our politicians, the representatives, the so-called Democrats, in a direction where they're working for the people. Because I swear, Joe Manchin, he's against statehood. Or DC, so that's all you have to understand about the Republican Party now. And don't just understand what the Republican Party is now. You have to come to understand that those people who are against the Republican Party as it stands. The Never Trumpers, the Lincoln Project producers, they bear watching because there's nothing that they can do to add to make the Republican Party attractive. To the younger people. I feel like the only thing that makes the Republican Party attractive is the fact that you want to go against the grain and what is leading your fight is your dislike of people of color. And people of color will become the most in this country. They will be the majority in this country. And I just love it when you you hear them walking around or campaigning like this. Hi, I'm Jerry, Jerry Mander, and I'm running for Congress in the once great state of Georgia. I'm a conservative, which means I believe in three things. God, guns, and that Jews should stick to comedy. No, I've never worn a mask. I want my wife to be able to see my face when I tell her she's not allowed to wear pants. Where I'm from, we believe in the national anthem. The only time we take a knee is to tie the shoelace of a World War II veteran. Call me old-fashioned, but if I'm elected, they ain't going to teach evolution in school. I mean, if we came from monkeys, then how come they're still monkeys? 
and Puerto Ricans for that matter. Yep, liberals will tell you that we need to be diverse, but I can promise you right now, I don't know what that means. My wife Karen told me that yoga comes from India. Well, not on my watch. Pedophiles are running this country, and saying that out loud is all I'm willing to do about it. No, I won't be getting the vaccine. The only vaccine I need is prayer, which should be required in school along with proximity mines and bayonets for all the janitors. I don't know about you, but I like the past better. The now times make me scared in my squishy think-think spot because there's just so many things that I don't understand. And if I'm elected, you'll be allowed to shoot those things. I'm gerrymander. Vote for me. I'll suck a cop's dick. I'm gerrymander, and I approve this message. Paid for by gerrymander for Congress and a bunch of rich fucking assholes who fucking suck. <laughs> I just love that. That makes me all confused in my squishy place up here as he points to his head. Hmm. Too many, too many examples of kind of treachery that we've seen over the last four years. And once again, we are all set, all ready to ignore the facts, be quiet, and just move on. And that's just a bunch of crap. Mark my words, that's exactly what they're going to do. So Russia meddling in the elections, is paramount. We must get to the bottom of it. We must prosecute those involved because this bit of slowly, slowly dragging Donald Trump back to the truth is just not necessary. It's just not necessary. I come across uh, I've come across a conversation with Sarah Kinzinger, and she she basically tweaked my interest maybe four years ago or so. Not only does she tell it like it is. She's not afraid to go out on the limb to tell it like it is. You can't find, and I don't think you can find a a deeper, there are not many 
Sarah Kinzier, Ellie Mastel, so far those are two pundits who are more than pundits because they're great pundits. They don't mince words and they tell it like it is. But I pulled this conversation up on Sarah Kinziger. Sarah Kinzier. K-E-N-D-Z-I-O-R. And I want you to listen to this because I think I think it's germane to the case that's going to come up. And believe me, this is going to come up. Merrick Garland is making Mitch McConnell and the Senate sorry that they didn't give him an up or down vote to get to the Supreme Court. Because at this point, he should be turning over every dead rock, every dead everything, and giving them the country to justice. You've got a choice. Either you want democracy or authoritarianism. And democracy seems to be the only meal that is served that we can stand. So Sarah Kinzinger is also... um, podcast with um, and Janice knows who the other girl is Some, something Klaus Gaslit Nation is the name of the podcast but listen to Sarah Kinzier on the 2016 run up to run through. Oh, thank you for having me. This is the first time that we have spoken since uh, the Biden administration came to pass. Um, Are you, you know, you were one of the biggest Cassandras of the Trump administration. You were one of the first voices warning us about Russia. You were one of the first voices warning us about white nationalist violence. Um, Are you sleeping any easier these days? Oh, gosh, no. I mean, we're still, you know, in the midst of the pandemic. And as they say in the book and just in general, Trump wasn't a fluke. He was the culmination of a lot of systemic problems coming to a head uh, combined with autocratic practices within the GOP and transnational crime and corruption. And so while it's great that Trump is gone, uh, those problems haven't gone away. Um, And one of the things I'm worried about is that there hasn't been a rigorous effort thus far to really tackle 
the, um, you know, criminality of that administration um, and many of the systemic problems behind it. You know, the Biden administration has been great on some things like the vaccine rollout and so forth, but they've shied away from this, and I, I think that's dangerous. Do you do you get the yeah, sense, though, that maybe there, there is something happening, though? Because it was it seemed odd last week that, you know, with other information being released, they, they were like, hey, guys, we just wanted to sort of like low-key confirm collusion, you know, in this not really big announcement. It just came out with other information. But they were like, yep, totally, totally collusion. We, we figured it out. Um, Mueller didn't even put that in his report. <laughs> um, but we actually got that link that that shows the polling data went back to the Kremlin and that um, Konstantin Kalimnik was working for Russian intelligence, and that was the big sort of question, I suppose, we had been asking since the Mueller report, or a lot of people had been asking since the Mueller report. Did, did that signal to you that they are doing something on this issue, or was that sort of a random announcement? I thought it was pretty random, um, especially because that's in my book. Like, that piece of information no, 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 is in my book, which came out before the Mueller report <laughs> right, was right, written right. because it's – it's like common knowledge about Konstantin Kalimnik. Like there's clips of me on a panel on MSNBC in 2018 discussing this information. And yeah. so when it was presented as new, I was just like, you know, like what is this? Like this is deja news. Why do we keep going in these uh, circles again? Like we know what happened. We know who did it. We know who the main guys are. You know, the people who were involved in illicit activity in the 2016 election are often the same people involved in the attack on the Capitol. It's people mm-hmm. like Roger Stone, Paul Manafort, Michael Flynn. Like you can go look at Trump's. Manafort, Michael Flynn, like you can go look at Trump's pardon list. It's like that's who you need. They need to be targeting. Those have been the right. power brokers the whole time, and instead they've just either you know brought out things we already knew, like the Kalimnik situation, or they're targeting these like low-level QAnon guys, you know, people who got all heated up on Twitter and you know ran out to the Capitol. It's like that's not the money behind the operation. That's not the power behind the operation. And I don't understand why Biden doesn't get rid of Christopher Wray. I mean, yesterday the FBI said they couldn't find any evidence from online media that, um, you know, people had planned the Capitol attack in in advance. Like, they literally tweeted out and put on Facebook everything they were doing to the point that my podcast on January 6th announced a January 6th violence at the Capitol special. Like, it was so obvious and everybody knew, and they need T-shirts. And, and, I mean, like, FBI, like, what do you need? Like, this is – that, to me, is bad. So, you know, one of the main things Biden um, should be doing, I think, is getting rid of Christopher Ray, who's linked to the Federalist Society and all these dirty actors, and starting fresh and putting somebody in who is really committed to justice and accountability. Is the reason he doesn't do that because yeah, what, what's your, that, that is the, what led to the special counsel's we, investigation and the Trump administration firing the director of the FBI? I, I don't know why he's not doing this. It's obviously in our country's interest to have somebody at the FBI who's not either 
you know, working with the Russian mafia, which was true of Louis Free and uh, William Sessions, or uh, protecting them, which was true of Mueller when he was there, and of Comey, and seemingly of Christopher Wray. Like, this is a serious issue. The FBI is a corrupt, you know, investigatory body. And when you're trying to track down uh, transnational organized crime, you can't have that level of either corruption or just complacency and, you know, a willingness to put up with corruption because it's linked to wealthy white male Republicans, which is, you know, a big factor, I think, in what's going on. Um, I thought that he would get rid of Ray quickly. I thought he'd get rid of uh, Louis DeJoy quickly, and I, I was surprised that he did not. What do you think is happening with the FBI right now? Why, why do you think they're taking this posture um, and saying that they can't find evidence that there was pre-planning? Like, what, when we all see it, like, why, why are they gaslighting us? What's going on here? Yeah, I mean, I, I think the FBI is a deeply corrupt investi- uh, investigatory body, as I said, and I think it's been this way for decades and steadily gotten worse. You know, under Trump, he purged a lot of the FBI agents who were experts on the Russian mafia, who were experts on white-collar crime, because those are the people most likely to catch him and his friends. And so I think that, you know, they've gotten even worse over time, and, you know, Unless they really clean house internally, unless they actually, uh, you know, investigate and we're married and prosecute complicit actors, then I don't think we're going to have, um, you know, any remedy to this problem. You know, we need to know why is it that we have two heads of the FBI from the 90s going on to literally work as consultants for the Russian mafia, for Semyon Mogilevich, after their tenure ended? Like, why would they choose that after warning the country about, uh, you know, Russian organized crime being a profound threat to democracy? You know, this happens over and over. And to me, you know, it looks like it's a compromised institution. That doesn't mean everybody in it is compromised. You know, I'm sure there are people simply trying to do their jobs, but as a body, you know, it's broken. Well, that's a sobering thought. <laughs> fun, fun, sure fun. is. Well, so what, we do have Sarah on, so that's usually how it goes. No, no, but, like, where do we begin? So it's the Christopher Ray getting rid of Christopher Ray. I imagine that's going to have to be done in very specific, um, in a specific way. So, it does, you know, so the, you know, Repu- I guess the Republicans would cry, um, impeach him if he did it because um, of what happened with Donald Trump. Um, even though the circumstances could not be more different, but you know, as an alternative to doing that, or maybe that being maybe the preliminary step, what is the next step? I mean, corrupt- I mean, I think how, how the, do you root the, out corruption in in an organization like the FBI? That's massive. I'm not sure, honestly, because I feel like they wield yeah. too much power and they've had too much influence on American life. Um, you know, and this goes back to the founding of it. This goes back to J. Edgar Hoover. I mean, what I would like to see while the FBI is uh, seemingly unable to find people's, you know, Facebook posts and other, uh, you know, apparently <laughs> very difficult tasks for them, there should be other investigatory bodies being formed by Congress, being formed by the DOJ, uh, you know, Merrick Garland should be much more assertive. And, you know, the main things I want looked at beyond, um, you know, what was left of the Mueller probe, which was never, you know, a full and complete probe, are the Capitol attack and the Trump administration's handling of COVID, uh, the profiteering, the, you know, withholding of medical equipment, um, you know, the 
desire to let half a million Americans die. Um, you know, these are major, major tragedies for this country. Like, we've been through a lot, and you can't just shrug it off and walk away. And I know that they're dealing with a lot of things is trying to get the pandemic under control. But the thing is, if the, if the Republicans come back in, if they take the House in 2022, which I think is likely, um, you know, we will be back in this same situation as with Trump. And if we have another kind of catastrophe, you know, a pandemic or a climate change catastrophe or what have you, they're going to behave in the same way, which is with total disregard for human life. So, the Biden administration just needs to use this narrow window to get as much, you know, protective policies for the American people passed as quickly as possible and to, you know, start really enforcing accountability both on external threats but also on, you know, complicit actors within our own institutions. Now, tell me what the holdup is. Why isn't there a special prosecutor for the siege of the Capitol? There should also be a special prosecutor to investigate the FBI. The Republicans have a way of coming back and reclaiming the narrative when they're dead in the water. They don't want us to vote. They don't want government to help out the American people who are wallowing, waiting up to our necks in this pandemic. Half a million people dying because the leader of the nation chose to lie about a pandemic. That's negligent homicide at best. And you've got to keep keep in mind what the Republicans are saying. They've gone right back to the old phrase. Their plan is a job killer. This is a a liberal wish list as people are still without work. Unemployment is at a high point in this country because of the pandemic. Joe Biden has come in and done a good job. He could be a little quicker in doing his job, but at some point, 
American people must see the Republicans are responsible for the pandemic and the results. The end of January, they could have voted this man out of office under the under the impeachment charges. That's first impeachment. Had they done that, had Republicans done that that job, Donald Trump would not have been around to make the decisions. And just like Republicans everywhere, they grab a hold to any and all information like Putin does, and then they only let out the information that makes them look good, like Putin does. Mike Pence is in charge of the pandemic. So now you know you get nothing. He has to clear everything through Donald Trump. He dismantled the government. There are no cabinet positions. They are all headed by acting because he knows he would not have gotten these people through, okayed by Congress. But he didn't wait. He didn't wait for confirmation and approval of his nominees. He put them in as acting. And if you put so many of them in as acting, it's rather obvious that all decisions are being made by you. The dark days of the pandemic should have been over. And they should have been over last summer had there been a responsible man leading the country. So the Republicans are responsible for allowing Donald Trump to mislead the country and kill half a million people. Although there are 600,000 dead, I estimate that over 100,000 would have died anyway. Donald Trump is responsible for killing half a million people. And you have to keep that in mind. You must keep that in mind. 516-666-9516 is the number that I can be reached. Please, give me a call. Bring your opinion to the table so we may Debate it, agree with it, or disagree with it. Either way, 
it'll make for good conversation. And that's what we need, good conversation. We actually need a commission and not an endless commission. We need a commission to get down to the bottom of everything. of everything that has been done in the last four years. They have a, um, they have a uh, investigation into the inauguration committee of the Trump organization. They're stealing all kind of money. all kinds of money. And ladies and gentlemen, don't forget our common ground, Saturdays at 10 o'clock Eastern, hosted by Janice Graham. Um, I don't believe Janice is on tomorrow night. So normally she's on Saturdays, 10 o'clock Eastern. Howard Common Ground with Janice Grant. So, folks, this literally, <laughs> literally too much Chris Christie isn't afraid to take on Donald Trump in 2024 campaign, all the way up until the point where Donald Trump Says some bad things about him, and he has his right-wing cult turn against Chris Christie. Donald Trump started the takeover from democracy to authoritarianism. Chris Christie can finish it. Chris Christie is a lot smarter than Donald Trump. And he can turn it into a full-fledged authoritarian state. So just beware. Just beware. If you do nothing else, 
you watch who's going to run for president in 2024. But don't go that far out now. We've got to hold and maintain the House, and we have to get some more senators that are Democratic to end this filibuster once and for all. Minority rule is not in the Constitution. We can't continue to search for a reason to forgive. Black people have the bad habit of loving everybody else's cause. And, don't, and if you think about it, who loves us back? What, 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 what racial group loves us back? Is there one race in America that loves black people as much as they hate them? Because all hate us. But does any love us? See, I don't know of anybody that loves us, but I know we love every group that don't love us. We love Jews. We love the Irish. We love white people in general. We love the police. Um, we, we, we love, um, you know, our white Christian brothers and sisters. Black people will love a cop that killed their son in the courtroom like Botham John. We'll love a white man that prays with us for three hours and then kills us in Charleston. We'll love a man, a white man with a gun who could have easily let my son not be paralyzed, but we'll love a white man who shoots my son in Kenosha seven times in the back at the, in front of his children and paralyze him. And before I sit down for my interview with Mr. Crump, my attorney, I forgive the white cop that shoots him and says he needs training. That's some black forgiveness that no white person has ever demonstrated. In fact, Ms. Graham, I sat here and watched last night the footage of the Black Panther Party as it related on YouTube to Fred Hampton, and they talked about the two New York police officers who were killed by some New York Panthers. One was black and one was white cop. The, uh, the white wife uh, was on the recording talking about the murder of her husband and the, fate, the parole of the brother who's still in, he's still in prison for 49 years from the Black Panther killing of NYPD. And the white woman sat there and said, I don't forgive him. I'm never going to forgive him. When he dies, his God, whatever God he believes in, their God can take care of them. That's a white person. A black person is the black people in Charleston Church forgave that devil, and that's what he was, a devil. He, they forgave that devil before their blood dried. The, same, the sun was still up, and the word went out to all black America, we forgive him. And half black people were angry, and the other half of y'all that go to church and that are Christian were like, well, Lord, I know, I understand. That, that's what we're supposed to do. That, that's what the Bible teaches, right? But how come we're the only ones that learned it? How come, how come the white man ain't learned to be forgiving? In all your black life, and you're 75 years old, mama, you're 72 years old, daddy, you're 48 years old, uh, brother, 
And you ain't never in your black life seen a white man stand up at a press conference on CNN or Fox or MSNBC and say, I forgive the brother, the black man that shot my daughter. Or I forgive the black man that robbed my house. Or I forgive the black man that killed my police officer husband. You'll never see it because they don't have it in them. But I've given you five examples randomly that happened with us just in the Black Lives Matter movement. Martin Luther King's whole philosophy was around, um, you know, letting the racists kill us. King believed that we should love the racists even as he's killing us. That's how sick Martin Luther King's ideology was. That was ridiculous. I don't know what Martin Luther King was thinking. And that's why a lot of people rejected it. King believed in unmerited suffering was redemptive, meaning if the racist is killing you, love him to death. Now, I ain't got that kind of religion. I ain't got that kind of faith. I ain't got that kind of Bible. And I'm just saying to you, black people are expected to have that kind of deep faith. White people aren't. White people aren't expected to forgive. Why? Why aren't white people, when we do wrong in society, crime, or anything, why are, we, why are they not expected to forgive? And why do white people never forgive? But black people forgave in Botham John and in Charleston and in Kenosha. Dr. James L. Taylor, political historian, University of San Francisco, <laughs> and he's right. He's absolutely right. I wish he'd take a breath sometimes. But that's only in a clip. He comes on the program with Miss Dennis Graham. And I think he just unscrews his head and dumps all this knowledge out on the table for us to consume. When he's right, he's absolutely right. Five one six 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 nine five one six. That's five one six 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 nine five one six. So I'll come and ground tomorrow night. The topic will be black. Corrosion. So, don't miss Dennis Graham. Our coming ground. Tomorrow night, 10 o'clock Eastern Time, 9 o'clock Central, so don't miss it. Five one six 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 nine five one six. Let's see, I've got a couple of. I see the first one. Let me see. Let me let me let me clear this up. Five one six. Welcome to the Alpha Show. 
Thank you for calling Truth Works Network. Well, good evening, Alpha. I don't want to be your first call. I don't want to, you know, um, but I was I really had called you to tell you that I will be on the air tomorrow night. I don't know. Um, I, I just haven't put up my marketing stuff yet. I'm hoping that my co-host, Dr. James Taylor, uh, can join us. It's a lot of stuff, but I'm glad. I'm really glad that you're exposing people to Sarah. Can just can ZR. Um, well, we're gonna call it something else pretty soon. Yeah. Um, that, that and Andrea Chalupa, uh, who is a Russian expert, a Russian history expert, political expert, um, because I think her Glass, Gaslit Nation podcast is one of the most important podcasts because she really, in her book, Hiding in Plain Sight, and in her book, The Cross Flyover, um, Flyover Country, um, really is able to connect the dots between um, the continuing Cold War that Russia has been declaring against uh, the United States and what it means in every parlor of uh, politics. So I won't hold you up on that. That, that was a good thing. I really enjoyed the clip on the uh, gerrymandering, running for whatever, um, and um, I, I thought that was uh, I thought that was quite comprehensive for people to understand the 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 whole thing of uh, gerrymandering. Well, you know, most people don't understand that gerrymandering is um is illegal that when entities are drawing district lines the district lines must have some t- contiguous that's a word contiguous contiguous relationship to itself and when the contiguous demographic, business, commercial, and population um, configuration is clearly eliminating a, a group of people by ethnicity or religion or color or race, it's illegal. I mean, if you you live in, you don't live in Ohio, but if you look at a good example, Jim Jordan. If you look at Jim Jordan's district, it goes for miles and miles around specific areas which has been deli- which is deliberately drawn to ensure 
that the demographics include primarily white Republicans. That is illegal. But I just want to say also, um, tomorrow night we're going to try to, um, I'm going to be doing a lot of analysis and dissection of the rebuttal speech by Tim Scott. Um, I, I think it is time for black people to take seriously uh, the divergent consciousness within the black community, and it was a very good example. Um, it's also a, a very good example of how ugly men grow up in our community. And when I say ugly men, I mean men who really, men and women, who really hate themselves. So they project that hatred toward people who are like them. Uh, we see it with um, a number of people who have visibility in the public square. We see it with um, entertainers and I don't know if you remember, Alpha, some time back, years and years ago, I used to use this poem about Anastasia. Do you remember that? No, you, you, you probably don't remember that. But, no, I can't. I do. <laughs> okay. Um, um, I barely remember it. But what, what I want to do is we have got to have a clearer idea about the emotional and mental toxicity in our community. And as I talked with you, and thank you very much for joining me as a co-host last week, as I talked with you, one of the things that I kept trying to impress is is the notion that we can't win this if we don't fight it collectively. So anyway, but I, I want to thank you for both of those clips and to let you know you were giving out wrong information on your show, but... Um, I am I am getting more and more convinced that what we do, what you do, what I do, what I've been doing, we what you've been doing for what it's twelve years now. Close. <laughs> that you went from that you went from listener to host. Um, the first time I heard you, you were a listener. Um, the, the first time I met you, you were a listener. But, but I think that you know, uh, the Black Collective is very important because they are taking away some of our most crucial and critical um, um, resources. I would never think that. I spend a great deal of that I would ever spend a great deal of my my time thinking that what I do 
doesn't even matter anymore because what they have done is they they have cut up the voice in 5,200 uh, different pieces. So it doesn't carry the weight. It doesn't re- resonate in our community. Um, and 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 you and I don't know if you see it. Do you do you understand what I'm saying? Um, and tomorrow oh, night I, I intend. Yeah. Uh, so you've got a, a five thousand two hundred different podcasts and broadcasts and people on YouTube. Um, I have never, you know, I used to have a TV show. I don't know if you know that or not, but Our Common Ground was a a weekly TV thing. Um, And I stopped doing that because I just didn't think that my mission was being carried by being on TV talking. I I just, that uh, wasn't, um, I just didn't think... I just don't think that the visibility thing, I think the visibility thing takes away uh, some of the levity of the issues that we have to face. Um, I mean, even if you look at, and and, and right now I'm really um, looking at a lot of live YouTube broadcasts by people who have been, our common ground voices, uh, Pascal Robert. Every time I turn around, there's another. Our common ground voices got a podcast. They're on YouTube. They're wherever they are, Periscope and all that stuff. But I just don't think. Um, I, I think that our voice is being diluted because our issues are being used as a way of selling books and and getting on TV and whatever. I I I'm I'm just so I never thought that I I've been spending a lot of time thinking about is it time for me to stop? Is it time for me to walk away because I'm not able to get to the mission? Our audiences have been so diluted. Sometimes I'm 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 looking at the numbers that are just whether or not it's making a difference. And one of the reasons that I continue to do this despite uh, I had to have a full-time job in order to feed my family, um, well, I'll talk about it tomorrow night, Alpha. I won't take up any more of your time. Um, what? What? I said, well. <laughs> well, you know, and the other thing, too, is I think we're going to add another night to do. Um, um, you know, that's the thing. It'll keep you crazy because at one, at one, on one hand, I'm talking about stopping it altogether. On the other hand, I think that this whole notion of police brutality police killing, police accountability, defunding the police, reforming the police. It is one of the most critical issues before us. This whole idea that states are now passing laws. I mean, um, Michelle reminded me, and I I know you don't watch The Handmaiden Tale, but some Handmaid's Tale... 
Um, but Michelle reminded me that Florida could succeed from the union, and I would be trapped in an enemy country. You're already in an enemy state. I know. And that's why I was talking with her about moving back to Massachusetts, and, and she was saying, yeah, because you, if Florida secedes from the Union, you'll be trapped in an enemy country, and only people who have read The Handmaid's Tale uh, understand what that means. I would be in fucking Gilead. And you don't get to travel out of Gilead. They don't let you out. You hit the border and they shoot your ass. So you have to put um, watching that show. What? what you got to put watching that show. You got to put watching that show. Wait a minute. I, I have to tell you that I read The Handmaid's Tale. It must have been 15 years ago. And um. I was kind of zoned out when I was reading it, but after I started watching it when it was produced on TV, that shit got so real. It's scary, Alpha. You, it's scary. It's really scary. I would be the first one shot. I know it. I would be hanging off the wall. Right, Michelle? Michelle knows I'd be hanging off the wall. So uh, I, I think we do have enemy states that are being established. And they're not being established because they don't like the people that live there. They're being established to block. <laughs> Michelle in the chat room says it, and I'm not coming to Gilead to get you. <laughs> I tell you, you, can't, you just can't trust your damn friends. But... We are already setting up enemy states. Florida is an enemy state. Texas is an enemy state. Arizona is an enemy state. Georgia is an enemy state. Georgia with two, with with one black senator and two black friends in the Senate is an enemy state. And I'm going to tell you, if they get rid of Andrew Cuomo in New York, New York will become an enemy state. Well, how do they do that? And people are not talking about that. People are not talking about that. These are enemy states. Big old ass Texas. Texas, who just got two, who, I mean, I, I don't understand. Texas just got two more mem- uh, House seats. That's because of the census. They they a support. bogus census. Why isn't why isn't Joe Biden re not redoing reopening? the census again because a corrupt bonehead dementia laden Trumpite ran the census and lied to Congress about it. Exactly. He lied to the Supreme Court. 
why are why why is that possible? Why aren't they prosecuted? Why aren't they after him? For lying to the uh, Supreme Court and for lying about. I'm going to tell you just what I told you last week. Joe Biden has his own sleeper cell. Meaning? I said it. I mean it. And we have to understand it. Joe Biden is a Democrat that sits on the line of the the old Republicans. The old Republicans. I'm not talking, talking about these bonehead nutcases, um, Matt Gates and Ted Cruz and that, that group. He is a Reagan Republican. And he is sedating America with stuff that sounds good, feels good. And I have to, I have to admit, we'll do some good. But this is like, it is like you can't put some of the ingredients in the pie that are fresh. Some of the ingredients in the pie that are rotten. Cut the sugar and the milk or whatever you put in a pie, because I've never baked a pie in my life, whatever you put in a pie, cut all the ingredients in half and put in the rotten and the fresh apples. Let's just say we're, we're big in an apple pie. I guess apples do go in an apple pie. And half the apples are rotten and half the apples are fresh and nice. And that's what I'm talking about, the sleeper cell. Some of the people he is sleeping with, some of the people he is sleeping with, that he has alliance, that has his ear, they're holding him back. Well, let me say I mean, this. He holding, he's holding himself back. Well, you asked the question, this about, didn't you? Let me say this about Florida. Let me say this about Texas. Succession, they will never succeed. Florida is only enemy territory because of the voter suppression. And the jury man. The same could be said. That's all it takes. That's all it takes. There are more people for a progressive agenda in Florida and in Texas than show up to vote because they have been suppressed. 
It starts with the governor. Well, that's what I'm going to say. That that was my response to what to to your comment. If you don't get rid of Rick Scott, Marco Rubio, Matt Gates, and the like of him all through the state. I mean, oh, don't worry about uh, me. Do you remember Elvin? Do you remember Elvin Dowling that used to have the show on Truthworks? Yeah, yeah. He's running for Congress in Alcee Hastings' seat. DeSantis has refused to call a special election. So Elvin went into. U.S. Southern District of Florida court yesterday and filed a suit against DeSantis for failing to call a special election. And we'll see where that goes. It ain't going nowhere. You know why? He's the governor. That's right. And Republicans and he got the, the judges. And he got the judges. They have a way of doing wrong and getting away with it because they well, have let me, Yeah, let me, let me just say this, and I'm going to go because I know you got other callers, that we are as trapped in Florida as June is in Gilead. So, Alpha, you have a good evening, and... I'll give you as much time on my show tomorrow night as you gave me on your show tonight. No, no you won't. Meantime, no, you won't. meantime, all the black people on their podcast talking about uh, shit that people in the projects don't even understand what they're talking about. Okay. Thank you for your time, Alpha. Thank you. I got a question. I'm looking at my board. I'm looking at the people on my board. I've got two, five, six, one numbers. Yours is one. There's another five, six, one number. And I won't say the rest of the number. Yeah, uh, that's that's my listeners from Florida. Oh, okay. They all call me to ask for your 516. Six six six. How do you get a six 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 number on the damn blog talk radio? I don't go and ask for these numbers. These are the numbers that come up, and they and they easy to remember. Yep. Alpha, you you know you be six 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 five nine five one six. How the hell you get that uh-huh. number? Five one six 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 nine five one six. Yeah. That Anybody is, holding is up their hand? Anybody holding Nobody up their hand? We, we they got all, uh, they're all listening. We got the notorious one. He's 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 called back. But he's I'm telling you, Alpha. Alpha, I'm telling you as your executive producer. Do not talk to Joe tonight. Don't kill your show with Joe. 
Don't ki- I'm, I'm telling you. I'm a, I'm gonna hang yeah. up and go watch the, the Handmaid's Tale if you if you if you talk to Joe. Um, I'm just telling you. Joe, if Joe was listening, now you can call in. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll talk to you tomorrow night. All right, Janice. Take care. Thank you. Bye bye. Janice Graham of our Common Ground tomorrow night, ten o'clock Eastern. Janice Graham. And hopefully, Dr. James L. Taylor will be there. So, don't miss it. Well, Janice is absolutely right. The thing about Texas, Florida, those people are I would call them relentless in suppressing the voters, the poor voters, the voters that they know cannot recover once they're purged. And that's what's been done to the voters in Florida and the voters in Texas. So let me pay attention to the pay attention to the goings on, especially at your state level. If we don't pass HR one and HR four, you better get your extra hoops out to jump through just to be able to vote. And then it may not mean anything in the first place because they have their own commission stacked by people of like minds, such as in Georgia. If they don't like the outcome, they simply go back and nullify your voice, and you don't get to vote at all. So make sure you pay attention to the small, to the small votes. Because if you don't, there's no one to save you. Let me move this on. Janice mentioned Matt Gates. Matt Gates would be lucky to survive the month of May. Because the way the information is pouring out against Matt Gates, his wingman. His wingman has a signed confession, which basically names him 
in it as well. They. And they took it upon themselves to cover this up. Matt Getz is going to jail. Take me to a place where we have a common interest. Leave me out when it comes to who these people who call themselves Republicans, who they are and what they do. They're a bunch of lying criminals. And that's how you have to treat them. The Tim Scotts, who seem to, and he wants to be tough. He, believe me, he wants to be tough. I don't know what they're going to do with him. It's going to make a a great calling. Is the Justice Department this slow? Ten more. (laughs) I'm sorry, I was reading. No, I'm sorry, Michelle. I didn't lose the sound. I, I was reading this particular this particular story, and I had, I had, I saw the story, and I said, um, "Let me read this. Um, let me get this in for the show." And I didn't. How many times are we going to see? or read, or hear about in the news of the law enforcement agencies, the federal, the state level, the police forces, military forces, ICE, Homeland Security, how are we going to see them, watch them bring on or bring aboard former racist military officials and think that it's okay? The police departments are full of white nationalists, white supremacists, racists. The Army is full of them. The prosecutor's offices are full of them. The judgeships are full of them. And have you heard them speak of the Federalists, 
And the Federalists is where all of these incompetent judges are coming from. Like Amy, uh, what's her name? Amy Barrett. We seem to have given a pass. Like people, I mean, you know, I sit up and I think about it. All of the black people that are killed, unarmed black people, that are killed because police escalated and not de-escalated, a situation. Why isn't that? Is the chalkboard too large? To list all of the occurrences of black people dying at the hands of police. I said it and I continue to say it. They are exterminating us. And exterminating is the right term. The latest, the guy that they want to serve a warrant for, having a warrant is not a death sentence. He was struck five times in the back of the arms four times, and the kill shot was at the base of his skull, right behind in the back of his head. So how is it that it's not a it's not a bigger not a bigger subject? Janice, did I strike a nerve? No, you, there's no audio. <laughs> this is a technical call. Did you hit your mute button by no. mistake? No, I didn't. I think I there you asleep. go. No, 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 I was reading, I was reading the story. No, I'm sorry. And, um, okay, I got to go. Okay. No, you don't. You don't have all right, Janice, thank you. Oh, my goodness. I have to take it, um, take it a little, take it a little easier around here. And I see my man, house music lover. And my man, house music lover, he comes on, and he'll wait and wait and wait and wait, and then he'll come on at the end of the show. I don't care. I'm just glad my man is listening, and he comes on and he has an opinion. Janet scared my other guest away, Joe. She scared Joe away. He was waiting to call in. 
Can't beat it, I swear. You cannot beat this. I have to ask the random racists that are in our law enforcement And I believe that the Federalist Society is another one of those Alex. I think they groom these lawyers. And then when they get in power, they name them judges. They promote them to judgeships. And they have this uncanny ability to be nothing more than agents of an ideology. And that's the right-wing ideology. That's the ideology that says, in the end, it can only be white people. In the end, we can't Make it even. It cannot be even. It cannot be the American dream for anyone but white people. They have the nerve, even now, Native Americans, Native Americans, go back where you came from. Well, I'm from here. No, you're not. No, you're not. I am so sick and tired of seeing the Karens, seeing the people asking black people, what are you doing here? You don't belong in my neighborhood. And it's contagious. Because now we see it everywhere. And black people are protesting. And I believe, I truly believe that they should not be marching and protesting for equality. They should be marching and protesting for revenge, for payback. I'm an old man and I've watched this go on too long. And only a few in the ranks of our military, judicial, political, and law enforcement. Only a few have gotten tied for what they've done to people of color and what they've done to black people, period. 
So I'm wondering. I'm going to take this question over to till tomorrow. Well, I'll ask Janice about it. Why aren't we looking for revenge and not equality? I'd like to ask Dr. Taylor that. Why are we looking for revenge? Why can't we be looking for revenge and not equality? Do they deserve it? I say no. I don't think so. We will experience a cold day in hell before I will believe that they deserve equality. I can only say radicalization complete. As the days tick by, I see why people on the other side need to pay for what they've done. We have to take it personally. We can't defend everything, it appears. I do understand more and more what all of the think tanks are for, all of the right-wing think tanks, what they do and why they do it. is to overwhelm you. It's like a tsunami. It's right. And Michelle, she asks, she, she asks a question. Do I want them to move from extermination to genocide? And they have it in them, you're right. But genocide is tougher. Genocide is a harder thing to pull off. And it's a harder thing to pull off because we are supposed to have laws against that, that govern behavior. But these people suppressing the votes, these people who are responsible or killing unarmed black people, or just abusing them. They must be made to pay for their actions. So, ask yourself,
I will ask tomorrow night. Oh, they're gonna they're gonna bring that law across the entire country to run down protesters with your car. And after a while, they'll get rid of that law because. Um, how many people are you going to run down with your car before your car is disabled because of the people up under it? Then what are you going to do, get out and run? I think not. That's um, more of a reason to balance the courts to balance the courts and put in progressive judges who are concerned with enforcing laws. The only problem is right now they don't care about laws. Yep, but we must stem that. We must stem that that beginning of a civil war. See, they're doing enough, they're doing things now to anger our side, knowing that when our side is fed up, they will fight back, they will retaliate. Then you could declare some kind of civil war. In that case, the first thing you do, you go out and you guard the power supplies and the water. That simple. Power supplies and water. The only safe harbors should be the inner cities. So, I want to thank Janice Graham for her calls, and don't forget, tomorrow night, Janice will be hosting Our Common Ground, 9 o'clock Central, 10 o'clock Eastern Time, here at Blog Talk Radio. One of her guests hopefully will be Dr. James L. Taylor. And if not, I'll kind of fill in. Even though, even though tomorrow is um, Saturday night, I'll be more apt to be awake. Or as they say, have you noticed they're basically attacking all of our all of our language. They want to attack woke. Woke now, woke culture. 
You see, this is what think tanks, this comes out of a think tank, the language that they use comes out of think tanks. They took defund the police and turned it into a mockery. And I hope we continue to say it. Because we have to confess it and explain it. And those who object, we have to brand them as racist because it's intentional. The intentional misinformation of defund the police and what it means that we have to do. So we'll have to do it and do it uh, with conviction. With conviction. People When injustice becomes law, resistance becomes duty. This has been another exciting episode of the Alpha Show. We appreciate your listenership. Thank you for joining us at TruthWorks Network, the Alpha Show. Join us next Wednesday, 10 p.m. That's where we are. And that's why it's almost the bewitching hour. It's almost checkmate. It's almost that time. The time is of no return. It's almost a time when we won't be able to recover because recovery simply will not be in the cards for us. We cannot, I repeat, we cannot continue down this road because this road is headed for the ultimate dead end. Everybody thinks we're wrong. Who are they to judge us? Mother, mother, simply call me sweet where I hang on.
discovered chumbacasino.com it's my little escape now judy's the life of the party oh baby mama's bringing home the bacon whoa take it easy judy the chumba life is for everybody so go to chumbacasino.com and play over a hundred casino style games join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary void we're prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details